Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear our voices, you're exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Welcome. So, Karen, how are you this evening? I'm crabby. Oh, I'm sorry. But it'll be fine. Okay, good. <laughs> gotta get, I won't gotta, take it out on you or our guests. Well, uh, maybe you. Maybe, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, probably. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm just a little bit crabby. I've been crabbier early. I was crabbier earlier this week. I just, you know, my body has not adapted to clicking off of daylight savings time yet. I don't think that we should do this anymore. I think that we should just leave it the same all year round. See, you know, now I have heard in the past that they were thinking about doing that, but that'd be fantastic. You know, whatever. Yeah, and somebody was telling me that the reason we do it was is because of the farmers. Yeah, yeah, it's all kind of a big scam perpetuated on the American people, if you ask me. Right. Yep. So, yep, Just yeah. like the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> They're a big just scam perpetrated. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hate them so much. Uh, anyways, um, so, Karen, you have a new book coming out. We were talking a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, actually. So right. this is um, my third or fourth, just depends on if you count the one I wrote with uh, Melissa Watts' book. And it is um, about the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum here in Chehalis, Washington. Right. And it's a really cool haunted place, and I've had the opportunity to investigate it since 2010. I'm a volunteer there also, so I get to go in and see the spirits there a lot. And um, my team, South Sound Paranormal Research, Research helped me on it because they've been investigating it since, oh gosh, like 2007, I think, 2008, something like that. And so we have lots of eyewitness accounts, lots of evidence to share, and great, great book. We're really, I'm really excited about it. I'm really happy with how it came out. It'll be out in December. That's fantastic. Yeah, your first two books I really enjoyed, and Jamie really, Thanks. my wife really enjoyed them too. And, you know, to get her to read a book about ghosts and the paranormal and weird stuff, yeah, she's just <laughs> not really into all of that. You know, she's right. more into books about chickens and beekeeping and. Yeah, farms. well, I read that stuff too, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep, and my next book is going to be a cookbook, so there you okay. go. Yeah. So you are, so what you, what you should do is you should put the ghosts together with the cooking. You know, if I could figure out a way to do that, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, I, I do kind of have a split personality. I write about two things primarily. One of them is ghosts, and the other one is cooking. And um, never the twain shall meet, apparently. Well, I think that they can. I think that it's a uh, – in fact, I think that there is even a paranormal reality – yes, I used quotes in that uh, – <laughs> reality TV show that you can mix the two. I think that would be great. Well, I'll see what I can come up with, but um, the next the cookbook isn't going to be at all about about ghosts. It's going to be about people who are on special diets um, okay. and you know how to feed them. So, so yeah. there you go. Right, you know, with things, you know, with, I, I mean, I know that you you have um, you know a problem doing the gluten, correct? 
Well, I have celiac disease, and I can't eat gluten, and I also am allergic to dairy, allergic to actually the casein in milk, and so I can't have any dairy products up to and including butter, um, and I'm allergic to eggs, so I can't have so eggs. What can you eat? Just <laughs> Well, so, um, you know, my husband Jim had a heart attack, uh, about six, eight weeks ago now. He's doing very well. It was a very mild heart attack. but it, it um, So we eat paleo now. Oh, okay. We eat, we eat uh, you know, nuts and seeds and fruits and vegetables and um, meat and fish. And he eats eggs. I don't. Sure. You know, I make some pretty, pretty rockin' food for him. He is not going hungry, and he is a pretty happy guy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting great, 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 great recommendations here in the chat room how to cook for dead people (laughs) (laughs) cooking with ghosts (laughs) that's right you know here's what i can do is i can just like be in my kitchen this would be the reality series be in my kitchen and act like a ghost is like telling me the recipe or something so i can just look as batshit crazy as i i do when i walk through the museum you know and talk to people talk to ghosts all the way i'm so used to talking to invisible stuff that it doesn't bother me but every once in a while it takes other people aback a little bit right yeah i can i can imagine that <laughs> so Tonight, you know, I thought we that I'd preview who our guests are tonight. Tonight, we have Flip Searles, Mike Curtis, Anthony, and Steve from the Generic Black Shirt Paranormal Group, and they also have an online show called uh, Paranormal After Party. Uh, yeah, so we got, yeah, we got those four cats on tonight. We'll be talking to them. About- you know, what's really funny is that I I do my little rant about how everybody needs to add a pop of color because <laughs> all of us wear black shirts and it's just really boring. Like if yeah. we all get together in a big thing. But I think if they call themselves the generic black shirt group, mm-hmm. they're totally allowed to wear black because that's the proper use of it. Right. They're yeah, making I, fun of it a little bit. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. I mean, I got gigged a couple times on wearing a black T-shirt and I tell people it's like, I'm colorblind. If I don't wear black or bland colors, I'm going to walk out looking like Bozo the Clown. Yeah, well, so you, what color? You can't see green? Yeah, it's a green-blue um, deficiency. Yeah, Tanner's dad has that, too. And, I mean, I used to, when we were first married, I used mm-hmm. to absolutely drive him nuts because I'd be like, so what color does that look like to you? So Because I just was so curious <sighs> about it. I wasn't trying to be cruel. I just really, I, I couldn't conceptualize. And his answer to everything was almond. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell people it's gunmetal gray. Yeah, I mean, I actually have, I've actually had people tell me before, it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to have a driver's license. Oh, no, driving is okay. You can tell the difference. I mean, one's on top yeah. and one's on bottom. Red, uh, yeah. You can tell the difference between those things. Yeah. Yeah. Right you top? can't do, like, electronics. No, no. Yeah, and I think that's kind of, like, kept me out of a couple jobs where there was, like, electronics involved. Yeah. It's just... You know, probably that's so, pretty that's pretty common. But you know what I used to do for Tanner's dad back when we were married is I would um, I had I labeled all of his clothes so he knew what went with what. Yeah. With numbers. Yep. So he could he could dress himself and not look <laughs> too bad. Yeah. So, I mean, so you pretty much never want me to have to, um, you know, stop a bomb. <laughs> that no, would be you would probably accidentally click. Clip the wrong wire, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. It'd kill us all. 
Well, and then you could come back in your next life and not be colorblind. Okay. See? I'm down with that. See, so, so all- can you see, can you see, here I am doing it again. I'm oh, sorry. No, 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 please. Can you see, like, bright green? No. Like, any, yeah, anything like, like that. Like grass. Just, what does grass look like? Like a grayish color, kind of. Oh, that's so sad. You would hate Washington. It would be all gray. I know. Yep. So, oh, well. Wow. Such is life. I know. It's just, and I don't, like, again, I don't ask to be mean. It's really hard for me to conceptualize that. But then I think, hey, what if everybody sees colors differently? So what if what I see as red, Cheryl sees as, like, purple? Yeah. And Chad sees as yellow and you see as pink. Wouldn't that be so weird if, if somebody was looking at the world through, like, different color eyes than yours? And so it would look like flip everything. I don't know. I just think about stuff like that. See, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've wanted to have, like, the like the eyesight of the Predator from the movie Predator. Okay. Just, like, see, you know, see everything, you know, as if I was, like... Um, you know, on a ghost hunting show, and they got the FLIR camera. That's what it looks like to, to the to the Predator. I always wanted that. Mm-hmm. And see, so the IR, when you watch IR cameras, they never have the green glow. They just have a gray glow to you. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, Weird. let's do this, uh, you know, so that I can stop. I'll, I'll just, when we go to commercial, I'll quiz you about <laughs> She's your been like, even more. Yeah, because I didn't know about that about you. And it's oh. just, for some reason, colorblindness fascinates me. I can't tell you why. Um but it does. Okay. Anyway, so let's do this. We'll go go to great go to grapes, <laughs> which are also <laughs> green. <laughs> anyway, we'll go to break, and um, when we come back, we're going to be talking to some guys from Paranormal After Party. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit dancingwiththeafterlife.com. Thank you. It's Karen Frazier. I'm here with my co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, Rick Hale. Hi, everyone. We invite you to join Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network to explore the unexplained every Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific and other times in the flyover states. <laughs> Each week we talk with investigators in the field, researchers, authors, and experts about topics that include paranormal investigation, ufology, cryptozoology, and spirituality. So please join us each Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern for Paranormal Talk with great guests right here on HazyRadioNetwork.com. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the AZ Radio Network. This weekend, 
Unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey everybody, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Joining us tonight is going to be Flip, Anthony, and Steve of the Generic Black Shirt Paranormal Group, also otherwise known as Paranormal After Party. So uh, guys, welcome to the Underground. Thank you for having us. Yeah, so the first thing I have to tell you, I don't know if you were listening at the top of the hour, but I tend to be very ranty about everybody wearing black shirts and the paranormal, because like (laughs) when we have a conference, everybody's in black. So I love what you've done there, guys. It's perfect. Thank you. Do people not get it? Because totally makes sense to me. Strange. Some people get it on paranormal good. (laughs) <laughs> well, I absolutely love that. That's great. And you have black shirts with white printing that says generic black shirt. Mm. What, yeah. Generic black shirt group? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. And you guys also do a, a little TV show called Paranormal After Party. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, what you could tell um, we're just finishing up our third season. We've already started filming for season four. And we do serious investigations, but also, you know, show the, the the lighter side of it and, you know, having fun with it, you know, trying to set ourselves apart from a lot of the other shows that are out there. So basically we focus on the personalities of the people in the group. And, you know, we have a good time. And we think it translates very well to the audience. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you know, and and I think that the uh, the field needs that a little bit because uh, some people are just so serious. Like that, I think that's one of the reasons that I can't watch a lot of the shows is because it's just too serious for me. We hear that a lot. I mean, a lot of people say the same thing. You know, they say, "Hey, you know, it gets boring." You know, especially people who are not into the paranormal and and they don't realize that what goes into an investigation and. Right. You know, they want everything to be jumping down at them the whole time, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's understandable. You know, but, you know, during the course of uh, many hours of investigation, you know, and uh, we have the cameras rolling and, and uh, you know, things will, uh, you know, go bump in the night, of course. But um, when nothing's happening, you know, me and the guys and girls, um, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll goof with each other or, you know, if somebody's stomach's rumbling or somebody farts, you know, we'll, we'll leave that in because that, that's true reality. Yeah? This is really what goes on during investigations, you know. Sure. So, it uh, does. And you guys, so, and we do that too. When things are just kind of going slowly, we kick back and have a good time. And ironically, it seems that the spirits come to, you know, jump in on it. You know, yeah. host always oh, hearing yeah. the same, you know, is there anybody there? And, you know, what's your name? And who's your daddy? And all that. You know, so um, if the spirits thought, uh, you know, where we're laughing and goofing, you know, they, they seem to, you know, chime in, you know. Sure. So it actually works. Yeah, well, I like that you guys are actually presenting because realistically, I mean, there's a lot of things that you do on paranormal investigations that just don't show up on the TV. Uh, you know, you sit around, 
you get hungry, you eat stuff. <laughs> you eat the you wrong make... stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, right. No Taco Bell yeah, investigation. Like, like Steve, Steve eats that, uh, you know, those pizza burgers and things, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> catch a pack. But my point uh, is, is that you're there for hours and hours and hours. You're not there for the, <clears> the neat. 60 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever they show on a TV show and all sorts of stuff goes on in investigations and sometimes you're deadly serious about what you're doing and sometimes you're having fun. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, flip coin the phrase, I mean, you know, uh, the, the evidence is real and the rest is real fun and that's what we do and I think that's what it should be about, you know, and, uh, uh, it's a bunch of like-minded people that get together and, and enjoy what they're doing, enjoy each other's company. And, um, you know, and especially at events, you know how it is in the paranormal field. A lot of people looking to go uh, to these events, not just to buy a T-shirt, you know. They're looking to meet with, you know, the people they've seen on television and, and uh, possibly after party with them. And that's where we come into play, you know. And we have a great time with it. Perfect. Well, and the other thing is that, that, you know, there's all this talk about professionalism and all of that. This is a hobby. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, I understand you go into someone's home or you go into somebody's business and you certainly don't want to look like you're taking their issues and, and their haunt lightly. But at the same time, it is a hobby and you have a bunch of people who are volunteering their time there and why not have a little fun with it too? Exactly. And like Anthony said before, we're finding that we get great results. I mean, you know, we like in our show to be, you know, sort of like when you're on an overnight excursion, you know, investigation, whatever it is, and it gets to be three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and you're feeling like a little punch drunk and being silly. If you let your recorders run, they're going to chime in. They, they see you having mm-hmm. fun. How many times can they, they answer the same question? You know, what year? What's your name? How old are you? You know, we have fun, and we try to come at them from different angles, and the results have spoken for themselves so far. You know, I love that. I was just, it reminds me of something. I was just um, going over some audio, and my team actually does uh, what we call control questions. So uh, just, we we ask the same control questions um, every time a new group starts an EVP session, and then we do other stuff. But we always ask, like, the same four or five questions, and I, I have a recording of... One of our investors, the investigators saying, well, now I'm going to ask you some questions, and you've probably heard them before tonight, and a voice chimes in and says, I hate that. That was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they do. (laughs) I know. I thought that was the best. I was like, yeah, I bet you do. (laughs) Absolutely. So you guys are from from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, most of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed well, somebody say something about. Too. Yeah, I noticed somebody say something about snow in the chat room. Are you guys stuck in like a a polar snow thing right now? <laughs> well, we're not stuck. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I, I drive a Hummer, so I'm never stuck, and Flip drives a, a Jeep, <laughs> so you know, through thick and thin, we get to the investigations regardless. I live you on the west coast, so I get stuck. <laughs> I you know if it snows if it snows like even an eighth of an inch here they cancel the schools. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken. We're we're a hardy bunch out here in Washington State. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, and some of our schools actually have snowmobile parking lots. So You're kidding me. 
No, the students get there when they need to. Oh, well, not here. I don't leave the house because I live on a hill, and I don't have a Hummer. <laughs> I think Steve has a snowmobile. Steve, you have a snowmobile? No, or? no, no, no. no. That's one thing I don't have. What do I have? I got a Hummer like you have. You got a Hummer like you have. No, you got a Hummer for your birthday, you mean. Well, I'm I'm feeling very car inadequate now. My my car's a Mitsubishi. It's it's not even close to It doesn't make you a bad person. No, it doesn't make me a bad person. It it might. It might. So, Rick, what are you driving, Rick? <laughs> oh, no, don't ask me this because it's so embarrassing to say what I drive uh, to other guys. But uh, A Chevy Nova. No, nah, I drive a Saturn. Oh, Saturn? Saturn's a good car. No, yeah, well, that car. It's, it's reliable, but, you know, like, you know, some, sometimes I get, like, dudes who look down on me like, oh, you drive a Saturn? It's kind of a girly car, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a minivan, you know. You're at that stage in your life where that's what you have to see. Exactly. Now, Mike, we, we just emptied the nest, so I should be driving something really sporty. But alas, no, I still have the soccer mom car. So soon, soon, as soon as college is paid for, I get my my non soccer mom car. Anyway, so let's talk ghosts, guys. Okay. Let's talk about Pennsylvania because I actually and and the area, the region where you investigate. Uh, tell us some cool places where you go. Uh, well, I mean, we've we've done a lot of uh, what everybody's done. I mean, as far as the basics and you know, and the Penhurst and you know all that. Uh, we recently did in uh, Virginia, um, St. Albans, which uh, really, um, really active place. I gotta say, you know, we had a great time. Uh, a lot of hours traveling, but uh, uh, it was well worth it. And we like to mix up the, the well-known locations with some that people haven't heard of before. I mean, just in, uh, I believe it was season one, we did the old jail out in Jim Thorpe, PA. And, you know, we might follow that up with, you know, a virgin location that nobody's been to yet. And, you know, we, we try to showcase both sides of it because not everybody's just going to go to all the, you know, the big-time haunted spots. Yeah, we tried staying out of the big, uh, big time haunted spots and tried finding, like, uh, they said, virgin places to go to. I actually like the places that are a little less traveled. I think those are really interesting. Mm-hmm. So when you go to these places that haven't had a lot of investigators, do you notice a difference in the type of activity than, you know, I guess the ones with, like, the jaded ghosts, for lack of a better term, that have all these people mm-hmm. coming through? True, true. Well, luckily, some of the bigger places have have enough spirit activity to where it can vary. You know, even if these places are getting pounded every weekend, you know, with different investigators, the the spirits will still reach out. You know, to an interesting question. Like I said before, you know, the other question: show me a sign here because all that. You know, and there were people too. And as a person, how many times can you listen to that same question? And you know, before you bored of responding to it. Yeah. You know, I oftentimes think that. Oh. I uh, I oftentimes think that a lot of these places that are um, so over investigated that one of these days the ghosts are just going to unionize. You know, <laughs> say, hell no, we won't haunt. You know, I, I'm just I, I I picture that in my head like uh, 
you know, a bunch of sheets floating around and a bunch of orbs or whatever floating around. Now we're not doing this today because, uh, you know, the Teamsters say so. You know what happens, too? I mean, a lot of times if you keep doing the same places or especially with the TV show, you know, if we investigate a place that's, you know, been done, uh, it just gets compared to the other shows and then say, well, sure. when, you know, so-and-so was there, they experienced this. How come you didn't get that? You know, so um, it's not that um, the experiences aren't there. Uh, it's just that they don't always cooperate. You know, if you say a ghost walks down the hallway at 9 o'clock every night and uh, uh, dressed in white, and we have all the cameras set up and everything like that, and then uh, yeah. next thing you know, you know, time comes and goes and uh, nothing happened. So is it the fact that, you know, were the cameras were on them at the time. I mean, you know, you really can't, you can't predict it. I mean, they, they don't always cooperate. It's not not saying that the activity's not there. It's just that you didn't catch it on film at that time, you know. So a lot of times, you know, the comparison, um, you know, doesn't always work. You know? yeah. yeah, but don't you think that it's kind of a, um, it's kind of a misconception to people that when they watch the television, it's like, well, they were in this place for five minutes and they got all this great stuff. But it's like, no, they were actually in this low in that in one particular bedroom for about four and a half hours. Do you think it's like a misconception that people think that, oh my God, if you go to these places, it's always got to happen? Do you think that's a misconception? Oh. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's not on command. It doesn't always, you know, it doesn't always happen. And, you know, and, and people have different methods and uh, certain methods are reactive and some aren't, you know. So you can't say that the place um, doesn't have uh, the activity, you know. It all depends uh, on the investigators also, you know. Yeah, also, it also depends. You can go to a place, like we'll film for two days. And one day nothing will happen, or the next day all hell will break loose. So it it depends. Right. Well, oh yeah, it's happened absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the methods you guys use when you investigate. So um, I'm assuming you do kind of the usual stuff with cameras and the EVPs. Do you guys have any things that you do that you think are kind of unusual? Yeah, we have. So we I think Mike's in the chat room right now. Mike Spooky, I don't know what's going on. Huh. I don't know. Hmm. Mike, you out there, Mike? Well. well I guess people saying, hey, Mike. But, well, okay. we, um, yeah, I see Mike Spooky actually out. He might, maybe he just got home late or something. So anyway, other than farting, what other, your, what are your other unusual methods on, uh, <laughs> on your investigations? Uh, yeah, in some of our lines of questioning, um, you know, we, we use the basic tools, you know, the, the recorders, and we'll use spare box from time to time, obelisk once in a while, although, you know, that's not our favorite piece of equipment. Um, but, you know, if we, we'll try one thing for a little while, it's not working, we'll switch it up, but like I said earlier, we, we've had really good results on audio. I think audio is your best evidence anyway. So I find audio, audio, tends, I find yeah, audio translates good. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So everybody can hear it. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, and, and Flip has said in the past, I mean, you are your best piece of equipment. The feelings that you get when you walk into a room, you can tell when, exactly. when there's high energy or, or 
Um, you know, you get that chill up your back. But you, you can't translate that on TV a lot of times, um, you know, and audio obviously goes over best. And, you know, when you put the words up, uh, people say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I heard that. And, um, you know, so uh, lights um, are always uh, something that's reactive. Uh, even if you're in another room, you could you hear a noise or see a light, you know, so. Um, it's, and it's our editor is also doing a great job of integrating still photography in with our video. We have uh, Johnny G as our photographer, and he's phenomenal, and he's causing great stuff, you know, oh, just yeah. using still camera. Yeah, oh, I mean, cool, Johnny will flash I... into a room, yeah, and he'll just throw a flash into a room and then come up with, with an image that we wouldn't have gotten on uh, a video camera. That's pretty cool because getting pictures, getting still photos that actually translate well as, I guess, evidence is fairly rare and fairly difficult. So does he just have kind of a knack of knowing where to aim the camera and when to to take the picture? He's also a a dedicated investigator as well. So it's not like we're relying on a third party. Right. You know, and right. having that delay of saying, oh, we'll look over here and then somebody turn it. I, you know, Johnny is an investigator. And, you know, he when he hears something, he, he's right on it and he's snapping the pictures. You know, that's not I've never understood about some other shows that have a whole separate camera crew because you, you know as well as we do when you're investigating. Some things, you know, they happen in a flash or in an instant. You yeah. have to be able to, to turn and, and catch that. And if you're signaling for somebody else that may not even be paying a whole lot of attention to you, you know, to turn, you're going to miss the design. That's why I always thought like that, like those, um, oh, what are they called? The little pro sport cameras, the little, GoPros, you know, GoPros. GoPros. I think yeah, that, I, like I don't know why, yeah. do you guys use those? Well, when we travel, yeah. usually in the car, and, and we'll do some uh, travel shots like that. But um, you know, uh, very rare on investigation. See, but doesn't it, doesn't it make sense to have those on investigation because they are point of view cameras? So if you see well, something, you have your camera that sees it with you. Well, right. actually, uh, what, what we are setting up now is uh, we have Chris Casella, who's a, a little person that's on our team. And uh, we have uh, a helmet that we're setting up a GoPro uh, on top of for him and actually going to be from Chris's view. (laughs) So There you go. um, Yeah, yeah. So it it gives a different uh, perspective uh, and, you know, view pretty much from his eyes, you know, so things like that. Um, And also Joe just came into a pair of the, um, the glasses, so he can film a night vision with the glasses too. So we're gonna start integrating that into the next season. Oh, see right. now that Joe, kind of Joe stuff Chen. is cool. Yeah. Because that yeah. that so say that you know you're walking down a hall and you think you see something. If you've got the glasses on or you've got the GoPro on, you can go to the tape. Right. And maybe oh, verify. Sure. It's always good to have, you know, from every different angle, um, you know, this way later on, like you said, you go to go to the videotape and, and you know, and do the comparison. And, you know, if you, if you caught something on one and, and you want to just confirm, uh, you know, what you heard or saw, uh, you can always go to a different camera or, or the, um, you know, audio recorders, you know. So uh, 
each one, you know, confirms the other. Right. Now, do you guys use any um, um, mediums, psychics, anything of that nature? Um, we don't use, per se. I mean, um, we've had people on the show who, you know, have uh, abilities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, um, you know, Ava um, is uh, a sensitive, per se. And, okay. uh, you know, we've had other people who, you know, that have come on, Christine, Christine Downs, who's uh, Joe Chin's sister, um, she has a different type of ability. She sees things and she translates into her drawings. Um, okay. We had a situation at St. Albans where Christine would be off by herself, like she just goes into this trance and she'll sit there and she'll start doodling and then just all of a sudden, like, things will start to you know, emerge on the paper, and she drew a picture uh, of, of, of a little boy uh, with, you know, the way his hair do was and everything like that, and um, somebody said, hey, you know, let me see that, and then she she showed this woman, and the woman started start crying, and she says, that's my son, and Christine just, like, broke down, you know, and her son had died, mm -hmm. um at a young age, and then we took the picture of her son and Christine's drawing and put them side by side, and it was incredible. I mean, the, the comparison, um, it, it was identical, you know, the way the hair was, and, you wow. know, so, um, wow. you know, everybody has different abilities, um, you know, some, some people are sensitive, some people are, um, you know, they do, uh, you know, like, like Christine drawing, so, um, yeah, I mean, everybody together, um, you know, have, have their special abilities, and it seems to work real good. And well, Christine I think and Joe are both great. sensitive, and to watch them bounce off each other, I mean, I've spent a lot of time working the camera for them when they investigate together, and it's just amazing the things that they come up with, and it's almost like they don't want to tell each other, but, you know, they kind of compare notes, and they're pretty well in sync with each other. We've also used um, Tiffany Rice has come out with us, but who? Tiffany? Sorry. Um, what? You hear anything? <laughs> Break out the recorder. <laughs> I mean, we, we want, there's so many psychic shows out there, we don't want to go overboard with the psychics. I mean, we want to do we're just regular guys out there and investigating, and there's nothing that, that we're doing that can't be done by, you know, anybody that's going to an event or, you know, performing their own investigation. Sure, of course. Well, that's good, though, that you guys want to do your own thing, but I'm happy to hear that you're open to working with psychics as well, not using them, Rick. I am. You know what? It's just, I'm sorry. Lack of a better term. I'm, it is I'm like my, so. So I'm a psychic, and it's one of my pet peeves when Rick says using psychics. I, I know, and I know because it's like the mediums that I work with. They're like, no, you don't use us. See, gifts, and it's like. I just, for whatever reason, that just comes out of my mouth, and I don't Involve, know what. Involve, engage, work with. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about working with, uh, uh, one of our other people that we work with, Mike Curtis, I think he's waiting for somebody to call him. We're going to uh, take a break here at the top of the hour, and we'll add him to the call for the last sure. or so. Because uh, Mrs. Spooky jumped into the chat, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I think she's uh, yeah. 
All right, good, good. That's great. That's well, great. you know, and he I'll was know there you, when If you we mention called. Eric Julian is also in chat, he, he's a, a team member as well. You guys have a good-sized team. How many people are on your team? Uh, about, I don't know, 10, 10 12, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. good We size. like to keep it big because a lot of the, the episodes that we film, we're actually traveling, and not everyone can, you know is able to travel. So we, we exactly. keep the team fairly large, so... You know, we can be sure to get at least a half dozen people out to each filming. Sure. sure. So, do you guys do investigations that you don't film as well? I do. I mean, I'm still out there, you know, on an off weekend just to go and get in somewhere and investigate to the town. I have a, a true passion for it. But as far as, you know, being called up to do like residential cases and all that, we just, we really don't have the time now. I mean, we're a little over a year and a half into this and we've done three seasons already so if we're not filming we're doing you know live events or appearances right. and stuff like that and it just our schedules don't allow for you know the residential cases but we work with a ton of other groups that you know we can send those cases out to and refer them out and you know people that Perfect. we really trust to treat the families the way they need to be treated Good. And I'm yeah, glad to hear you. Them. I'm glad to hear you say that that they're treating them the way that they deserve to be treated because I think that um, you know there are teams out there that are pretty cavalier about mm-hmm. it and it's all about them and chasing ghosts and and I always are feel you, a little you, bad uh, when families in need of help come to somebody. We've heard yeah. all the horror stories where you know yeah. they reach out to a team and they'll you know a bunch of. I don't want to say kids, but maybe a bunch of immature people will show up at their house, run around for five or six hours, and never even get back to the family, you know, yeah. right. and do anything to, to help them out. But before the show, I was a part of a group in Connecticut where we, we did strictly residential and helping people. And it's, it's very satisfying and, and mm-hmm. fulfilling to do that type of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like agree. Yeah, yeah I, I like the residential stuff. Here. Yeah, a lot of the residential, I mean, especially if you have a large group of people and the house is not very big, uh, it's it's pretty difficult um, to do an investigation, especially if there's not more than one floor in the, uh, in the location where you can separate teams so you don't contaminate or, or hear somebody right. up on the other floor. Um, you know, or even if they say, okay, we'll go outside and smoke a cigarette or something like that, and then you're still, you're still going to hear people um, you know, and, you know, many times, I mean, people don't want anybody running through their bedrooms and they have, you know, their, their uh, personal vibrator sitting on, on their nightstand and things like that, you know, so we, we <laughs> try to there, so them. <laughs> well, you know, so we try to, you know, um, you know, stay clear of that, um, most of the places we'll do. Um, are uh, either uh, industrial or um, uh, institutional, uh, multiple floors. Uh, this way, if you do have groups that you break up, you would have at least a floor in between uh, right. separation. Yeah, you know, so there's um, less of a chance of a contamination. And if you know that you're on the top floor and you hear sound above you and there's an attic uh, that nobody's in, Obviously, you know, you can tell whether you have something legit or not, you know. So um, but that that does help. Yeah. So, hey, guys, let's do this. Um, let's take a break and get um, Mike on the line with us as well. 
And, cool. you know, come back and we'll talk for another 15, 20 minutes or so. Sound like a plan? Sure All you. right. All right. So, guys, stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Babies, you got to just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into that great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. you got to know. you got to get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Uh, for the first 45 minutes, uh, we have been talking to Anthony, Steve, Mike, and, well, Mike is now just joining us, and Flip of the Generic Black Shirt Paranormal Group, otherwise known as the Paranormal After Party. Thank you so much, guys, for sticking around for another segment. Thanks for having us. All right, Mike, so you're new. Let's hear from you. What do you want us to know? Well, well, I enjoy what I do with the group. Uh, I'm probably the least experienced investigator part of it, so I kind of like to tend to shy away from that, and uh, I, I like doing the camera work. And uh, I get to see a lot just by doing the camera work. You know, I get to see everybody's reactions, what goes on, uh, especially when we're shooting night vision. I'm really the only one I can actually see in the room. So that's uh, that's my enjoyment of it. That's cool. So do you do you do the filming or do you do the, the still <clears throat> photography? The filming? Uh, I, I the do filming. most of the... Yeah, do most of the filming. So... Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's where I, that's where I go. I, I'm, you know, to be honest with you, um, you know, these guys have a little bit more experience, and you know, I enjoy watching them work and investigate, and um, you know, like I, it's, you know, it's it's better, I think, on the backside of the camera than being on the uh, being on the front of it. Yeah, my husband Techie That's what he says. That's what he says. But when Mike gets into it, you you see he really gets into it, and you know, and and when Mike reacts to something, then something's really happening. You know, really? like you, like you said, he stays yeah, really and you know, <laughs> yeah, and he's really back. But when when something you know, happens, well, I, I tell you, you know, we watch Mike's reaction. Like he said. He's the only one that, that could actually see in the dark. We're all, you know, we're all bumping into each other and banging their head at things. And, and, and Mike's got, you know, he's walking around with a night vision camera, and he could, he could actually see what's going on. And then if you see Mike react, because you, you see that glow on his face from the camera as he's looking at, at all, all of us, and when he reacts to something, you know, we don't know what's behind us. I'm like, oh, well, what's going on, you know, and... Um, that's, uh, that's definitely a fan that she has. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it might be kind of fun watching everybody walk into walls and being the only one who can see that, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, and I do it, too. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> even our editor, you know, he didn't even cut it out, you know. He, you know, he'd throw that into the show, too. He well, sure, that's part all, of it. All stuff the I'm filming. <laughs> yeah, because even if it's light on yeah. entertainment, it's uh, light on evidence, it's going to be entertaining. You know, as compared to some shows that, you know, show you rolling out electrical extension cords every episode. Yeah. Or, or filler is actually us having a good time. True. Yes. True, true. Yeah, Matt Hensel, um, you know, has, has been our editor since the beginning. And uh, um, every episode, you know, we're surprised ourselves. You know what I mean? Because... Um, you know, we go through the evidence and, and stuff, and you know, mostly uh, flip will go through audio and you know, hand hand them everything, and then you know, when he puts it all together, we're we're amazed ourselves, you know, because um, each as an individual didn't see what went on, 
you know. So uh, when Matt puts it all together and makes a show out of it, um, <laughs> I think we're all surprised. And like I said, adding uh, Johnny G's pictures in with the still shots, catching all those special moments um, that none of us really realized was going on. You know, Johnny's around doing his thing, preaching into rooms, snapping shots. Uh, once again, we're in the dark, and until that flash happens, you know, you're not really seeing anything. But Johnny will catch everybody's expressions, and you know, it's uh, you know, it's a great combination of, of uh, editing and, and uh, still work, and you know, just uh, just and like one big family too. <laughs> Everybody just you know blends, and you know that's what makes some of the photography the best too is uh, just how well we all get along. You can tell everybody's you know having a good time. It's not like a job. Everybody's there because they want to be. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a big family. Sure. And the real reason Mike is behind the camera is because he's way more handsome than the expert, and we will just not stand for that being <laughs> up the page on camera. And Mike is well known for his hacks. You know, anybody, you know, will go to places. Even though he's behind the camera, um, you know, people will recognize, hey, you're the guy with the hat, you know, and... You know, he goes, yeah, I guess I am, you know, <laughs> come out and sign an autograph at his event. And, and stuff, he's, you know. he's always the first one that people ask for at the event, so where's Mike? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. It's true. Oh, it is see, true. So, so, Mike, you're you're a little more a little more modest than, you know, you ought to be, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're, yeah, they're feeding you a line there. <laughs> so, Mike, does that mean you're like the heartthrob? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 okay. Yeah. Well, the girls, okay, the girls throw their panties at him when we go to the bench. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they try to get it on his hat. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, I, mean, I, I have never seen the appeal of that, because why would you want somebody's dirty panties? That's just kind of gross. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I can tell just by the way that you guys interact on the air that you have a good time together. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And, and you know that, Karen, you know. Yeah. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, going to investigations and, and you know, like I said, I mean, if it becomes a job, I mean, then it's not fun anymore. Right. You know, and they, they, you're going to give me, we all have our regular jobs. Everybody has our regular job and, yeah. you know, uh, and we don't want to have a second job. You know what I'm saying? You no. don't want to have to come from work and then, you know, be tired and everything and, and, and have to tolerate, you know, uh, a boss. We're, we're all bosses. Everybody puts in, you know, their, you know, everybody contributes in, in their way, you know. So there's no bosses. There's nobody telling anybody what to do. And we have a good time doing it. And, and it makes you want to go to the next investigation. It makes you want to go to the next event, you know. Sure. So. Um, you know, otherwise, if it was a job, uh, a lot of us would drop off. So, so how did you guys find each other then? Sorry, Rick. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Because that was kind of it. How did, yeah, how did you all come together? I found well up in the rest area. Was he tapping his foot <laughs> under a stall? <laughs> yeah, he's reaching under his stall. <laughs> he was reaching under the stall. Yeah. 
Yeah, Anthony, oh, Mike, no. and Steve had worked previously together on a project, and I ended up meeting Steve in Moundsville, uh, West Virginia Penitentiary, on an event, and Anthony was also there that night, and I kind of integrated myself into what they were doing and, you know, stole them away, you know, to try to put together <laughs> this vision of what we wanted to do, and we just, we have fun together all the time there's no egos between us and you know people that saw us together and investigating together they were the ones saying you know you guys should film this and put it on tv it's it's great and a lot of times now we do events and where they'll have different groups leading you know like mini investigations and stuff and we would become you know the only group that people are signing up for instead of doing one event we end up doing you know one investigation we end up doing four or five throughout right. the day because you know people they see us having fun and they want to have that fun too they do they want to investigate because they want to have the paranormal experience but most people i don't think could take the boredom of you know an investigation so they do they want to have fun they want to be entertained mm-hmm. exactly exactly and you know and and that's what that's what we're about um i mean we entertain ourselves and the people that are watching, like, you know, we're, we're, like I said, we're in the dark for many hours and, you know, sometimes things happen, sometimes they don't. And, you know, we'll go for each other. And, you know, pretty much what the public is seeing is a little peek in our investigation, you know, and uh, and it's not all everything that goes up in the night, you know. So, um, you know, it's the little, little peek of our personal things like we will go on. Um, you know, we'll go on trips and we have road trips and, and things like that. And we'll have fun in the hotel rooms and uh, we'll goof on each other. And, and the camera just captures um, just us being us. And, and what we're doing is, is letting the public get a little little view of that, you know. And, and it seems to have taken off. Uh, and uh, we've had all these places contacting us and say, hey, you know, we want paranormal after party at our event. Uh, you know, you guys available or... Um, you know, can you come out and do an uh, investigation and, you know, whether or not they want to uh, just film it for, for a show or not, they just want to, you know, just hang out with us, you know. So uh, it's, you know, it's it's a nice feeling. Yeah. It's a good job if you can get it, right? No, not a job. <laughs> right, not a job. Don't say that's a good word. No, it's not, it's not the J word. It isn't. It's um, It's a pleasure. I think, so. I think so too yeah well you guys are a lot of fun and and um you know i i'm gonna just freely admit i don't watch a lot of television and so i have never seen your show but now i'm going to Uh-oh. just I'm hanging no, up right now no no i know <laughs> you would not believe the number of guests over the years that i have pissed off because i have never seen their shows to be just because i don't i don't i don't watch a lot of tv i'm i'm well, busy so thank you. But now I, what I was going to say before you threatened to hang up on me was that now that I've talked with you, I think that I'll watch your show. See, see how that is? See, you just you jumped on me too soon, but I'm used to that. You know, you know what? And I'll admit, too, I haven't seen it either, but I will be watching some some episodes. Cool, cool. Yeah. And if anybody else wants to watch us out there, I mean, uh, they could go on YouTube. Uh, in addition to being on Fox, uh, CW, and uh, MyNet Networks, 
uh, we're on um, a couple of the uh, um, you know network and uh, internet stations, uh, Spooky TV, Paranormal Warehouse, uh, you know a bunch of others. Um, Great. But uh, YouTube, just search us out on YouTube, Paranormal After Party, uh, or go to the website, uh, ParanormalAfterParty.tv, and uh, you can check out a bunch of links, a uh, little bit about the group, you know, individual personalities, little bios there. Uh, keep you updated on some events, um, you know, just uh, all around information center. Uh, I would like so to point out there. that this is a premature, shameless self-promotion. Uh, I apologize. He's always premature. You know, I've been, I've been known to do a few things so premature, so uh, I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Uh, we, our business card, if you didn't know, is a condom. And it has our website on it and has all the information. And the web, you know, and it says, uh, don't, start, don't stop living. Just because you're dead, it, it, it says, don't stop loving just because you're dead. <laughs> you oh, know? I so love it. I don't know at the party. And uh, it gets, uh, you know, when we hand that out at events, you know, the first reaction, everybody gives you a double take, you know, because they don't realize what you're handing them at that moment. You know, when you're expecting a business card, and, and and here you got a colorful condom, you know, in your hand, and you look at it, you're like, what the heck is this guy doing? That is marketing right there. Marketing 101, folks. You can learn something from Exactly. You never forget exactly. it. You know, you <laughs> and, and I tell the people, I say, hey, look, I hope you never use it because we don't want, you know, then you're going to throw my business card away. <laughs> you know? That's right. But, um, <laughs> but we do promote, uh, obviously, safe sex. I mean, I have children. And I'm sure a lot of people out there have children. And, you know, if they are going out partying or with friends, or, you know, if you you know, if you're going to do that, then, you know, please protect yourself. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And people, you know, it's not a dirty thing that we're handing out condoms. And, and we had a little controversy in the beginning. But, you know, they come to find that, hey, you know, these guys are right. You know, if they're partying, if there's alcohol involved in somebody's, you know, you know, if you're going to get involved in that activity, then protect yourself and others. You know, and that, that's what we do. This conversation took a turn from premature, from yes. premature shameless self-promotion to safe oh, no sex. I did not expect no this. Oh, you're very confusing. We had to confuse people. Very good. No, Matthew, it's great. Can you imagine being with us overnight in a haunted location? Um, I think it would be fabulous, <laughs> although fun. it sounds like you guys fart a lot, so maybe not. <laughs> no, no Steve, Steve does usually when he goes and eats the midnight snacks there, and, you know. Oh, well, so I Steve is... Yeah, they your underwear. It makes you smell like mint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have time or not, Karen, but I'd like to tell a quick story that, you know, uh, after investigation one night, um, everybody was hungry, and uh, Steve, you know, after we did our investigation, we had a few drinks and everything like that, and Steve was still, you know, feeling good. And I went out and I said, you know, Steve, what do you want to get to eat? He goes, yeah, give me a pizza burger. So I got some burgers and stuff, and me and him usually bunk together in the room. Um, and I brought this, this bag back, and, you know, he's taking the food out, and he's a little, little sloppy, and uh, he takes this burger out, out of the, the styrofoam clamshell, and he, he bites into it. He's going, you don't taste like a pizza burger. And he's biting it. 
And he fights all the sun. I said, what the hell are you doing? He says, there's nothing in it. He says, don't eat this. He looks, and he's got just the two pieces of the roll. And he looks in the bottom of the bag. The hamburger slipped out, and it went into the bottom of the plastic bag. So he reaches into the plastic bag, picks it up, slaps it in between the, the, the two pieces of bread, and he starts chewing again. And all of a sudden, I see him fighting this burger. And he's like, whipping at us. What the hell are you doing? And he pulls it out, and it's a ketchup packet. When the, <laughs> when the burger fell down in the bottom of the bag, everything stuck to it. The salt, pat, the salt and pepper packet, the ketchup packet. And he just picked that bag up and put it in between the bread. Karen, I died there. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm watching Steve, but he's ripping at this, and he, he actually ripped this ketchup packet open. I mean, I'm seeing him chilling on metal. Like, what the hell are you eating? What did he? What did you think you were eating, Steve? <laughs> well, he forgot to tell you. You know, that's why we had an after party. So after we investigated, and we hung out for a little while, and we were doing a little drinking. So <laughs> I wasn't all there, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we all had we have all had nights like that. I understand. I don't yeah, think I've ever eaten a ketchup. I don't think a burger. I don't think a burger ever slipped out from between the bun and fell in the bottom of the bag and stuffed everything in it. You know. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. I mean, I Where was that down Gettysburg? No, yeah, Lincoln Diner happened there. Yeah. Did you put that in the show? No, no, no sure, but I don't think Steve will ever order another pizza burger again in his life. Well, I don't <laughs> think to order a pizza burger. That doesn't even sound good to me. It was slippery. It's, anything sounded good that night. When, you, when you're pretty well wet and you're hungry. Yeah, I get it. And the menu. <laughs> to the <laughs> you just pretty much order what's. Pretty Kara's, Kara's in the chat room and she said uh, they'd be pooping ketchup packets for a week. He was getting his eye in, I tell you that. He was getting some eye in with that burger. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Get all the food groups there, the bread, the meat, and the ketchup packet. The plastic, yes. Well, ketchup is a vegetable. And, you know, I guess the package would be like your roughage fiber, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> it's rough coming out, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's no worse than eating like the jalapeno burger and having that the next, or not like, or like the ghost pepper burger or something. No, forget that. <laughs> that no, Steve, Steve did something with marshmallows. Where'd you go, Steve? At, at St. Albans, just at uh, the uh, the State Puff. Just the uh, was up there. He's up there doing his thing. I was still working on his head with the State Puff marshmallow outfit on. <laughs> And he's throwing these little marshmallows around, like, you know, he's going from, like, little tiny little mini marshmallow, I mean, big ones down to, like, little ones, and you had to find them. Like, he was walking around the building, like, dropping these little, like, breadcrumbs, like, uh, <laughs> you know, through the woods. Little ghost turds. Yeah, I little ghost between turds. my legs, so it was like a little turd. They do, they look like little <laughs> ghost turds. Hey, so little who's, who's, who's Mrs. Spooky in the chat room? Who Who does she belong to? Because she's telling right. on that's one my of you. That's my wife. That's my wife. She's my biggest fan. She's your biggest fan, but she also <laughs> she knows where all of the bodies are buried. She's got all the dirt, doesn't she? Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> all right, guys. So even she's though right. you pre- she helped us bury a few. Even, even <laughs> though you prematurely uh, 
shamelessly self-promoted. Do you have any more shameless self-promotion you'd like to toss in here as we come to the end of our time together? Uh, I'm going to be quiet. Michael, talk. Um, again, you know, the, just the website, uh, paranormalafterparty.tv. Uh, we're on Twitter, the GBST Paranormal. Uh, that's under the Twitter handle. Um, if you go to the website, and that has the links for everything. That has your Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, right to the YouTube channel itself. Uh, you can watch actually our latest episode right there, uh, on the home page. It'll auto play. And, uh, yeah, so stop on by, check us out. Uh, we got a good swag shop, uh, you know, some great t shirts, other, uh, stuff to check out. So I hope, uh, hope everyone stops by. Fabulous, you guys. <laughs> yeah, so I will. I, I promise that I will watch. I will watch your shows. Which one should I watch? What What's the best one? Mm, uh, there's no best one. Start from well, start from the beginning, or start from the end, and work your way backwards. <laughs> All right, well, I'll figure it out. It. Okay, it sounds uh, very good. All right, guys. You want to so, start something real good? Start in St. Albans. St. Albans had, had some real good stuff. Okay, I'll start at St. <laughs> Albans. All right, so guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you guys are a lot of fun, and I hope that you will come back again sometime. Thank, thank you, you for so Thank you for having us. You bet. You guys have a Welcome. Next time we want Rick to do all the talking. Okay, we'll make. I'll just, I'll just sit quietly and let Rick do it all. He's usually, he's usually not. You know, there's a lot of people on the phone, and sometimes that's hard to hear through the headphones. I think so. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll have you come on two at a time or something. Sure. Or you guys come out and visit us, and maybe do an investigation with us. And you know, we'd love to have you, and uh, oh, that'd be you fun. could actually, you know, experience us firsthand. You know. Okay, I'll bring my gas yeah. mask. Sounds like a plan. I will hand you each condom. You know what? I'll just send it to my, my college-age son. Apparently, he tells me he needs those now because he is into Mr. Too Much Information and tells me too much stuff, and I just said that on the radio. <laughs> All right, that's, you guys. Well, that's a good oh, boy. That's good. We will send him out a care package. There you go. Yeah, we'll All right. Package. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a great evening. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, guys. Thank you again. Thank you. Good night. Take care, everybody. Be well. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so Cheryl, they're yeah, a lot of fun. Wow. Let's have them back on for maybe one or two at a time. Yeah, I'm like yeah. wiping tears away from my eyes right now. I know. <laughs> Cracking up. Too funny. All right, so what's Chuck got coming up tonight? Um, On Chuck's show immediately after ours, if you're listening live. He's going to be talking with Ashley Trobe, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing Ashley's last name correctly. Ashley is from the West Coast Division of TAPS. And okay. so, yep, they're going to have a great chat, so stay tuned immediately following our show. And um, also, I wanted to say next week on our show, and that uh, the date is uh, November 20th, I'm excited to um, have on Ian White. He is a writer for Paranormal Underground Magazine, and he is the author of Witchcraft. He's coming on this show? He's coming on our yeah. very own show. Yep. He's, he's a cool he's, guy. He's, he's yep. outstanding. Um, he's the author of Witchcraft and Black Magic in British Cult Cinema, and I'm not really? exactly sure if that's out or mm -hmm. coming out next month. Is it out ah, yet, Rick? okay. You know? No, yeah. I mean, he, he sent me that book okay. uh, a few months ago because he wanted me to read it, and man, I tell you what, I enjoyed it. I really did. Cool. 
Yep. Very good. Yep. Very yep. good. Um, okay, and so let's talk magazine biz. Anything? Yeah. Yeah. Magazine biz. Um, still working on a November issue. Still getting caught up from our from our big move, but uh, we have another great issue in store. Uh, I really can't say when it's going to be published. Hopefully within the next week and a half or so. But please check paranormalunderground.net. And um, it's going to uh, be another good issue. Very good. Now, oh, you know, we... Oh, go ahead, Rick. I was just saying, it's always, it's always a good issue. It's always good. That's right. So, you know, we have a couple minutes left. And we were having so much fun at the top of the show before we even came on the air. Because we have discovered that Cheryl the City Girl is now living <laughs> in the deep, deep oh, south. Right. In the middle of, in the, middle of the country. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Tell she's the telling story. me. She's yeah. talking about deer, and she's like, "Oh, and it had a doe. That's what you call the babies, right?" <laughs> and Rick and I have decided that Cheryl is going to die there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I had a. I, I probably knew that, but I, but I had, a, I had a momentary la- lapse. Um, but I, I really <laughs> thought a doe was a baby dear for a second there and then i remember now what are they what are they called fawn the fawn that's right yeah <laughs> oh yeah. you know i love watching you try to handle living <laughs> away from the city it's quite <laughs> funny isn't it i'll even admit well, to that <laughs> it was you know the reason that i can laugh so hard at it is that of course i lived in the city until we moved down to this little town of six thousand people yeah in mm-hmm. the middle of bf nowhere and um, and you yeah. know all about it, don't you? I know all about it. I mean, I went from, you know, having loud street outside of my house to having a raccoon living oh, under my porch no. trying to dig its way into my hall closet. So I get it. And that's what's great about here in Chicago. It's like you can go five miles outside of the city to the west, the north or the south, and boom, you got, you know, cornfields. So it's not that far away. Wow. I love oh, it though. Well. I do love it, even though I'm going to die here. I still love it. Is there is there a city nearby? Just you know, for uh, when you need it. Yeah, yeah. It's about t- Knoxville. It's about twenty twenty minutes away. How oh, big is Knoxville? Uh, hey, how big is Knoxville? I don't she know. know. She Sorry, has yet. it's big. It's big. It's, it's, big. it's like the big city. It's a big is city. it like Los Angeles big? No, I don't think so. anything's Los Angeles big. No, uh, New York. No. Mm. No, 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 but it is a big city around here. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm about 30 minutes away from a medium sized town and, uh, you know, about an hour and a half either way from the two big, the two biggest cities, which are Seattle and Portland. So, uh, yeah. Oh, Chad just told me, um, Knoxville is the third biggest city in Tennessee. So I, I can get there in 20 minutes. So I'll be okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right, so Cheryl, Cheryl says, well, guess what I had, guess what I ate or drank or something drank. today. And I was guessing, like, possum squirrel. and roadkill and squirrel. <laughs> and, no, what was it called? It a was cherry a, wine or something was, like that? It was called cheer wine. It's a, it's a type wine. of cherry soda that I had never heard of in my entire life until today. I oh, was yeah. so disappointed they, because I was really hoping it was possum. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that they brew in uh, those vats out back. Yeah. <laughs> Cheer wine, but it doesn't have any wine in it because no. it's soda. Yeah, it's soda. And you were so excited about it. And what's so I funny was. is I was like, well, this, did it taste like cough syrup? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> Yummy. Good <Swell>. stuff. <laughs> God. Yeah, but 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 I I'm I'm excited because I'm in the country. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. It is, and there is something that's really, really lovely about being away from all of the noise and stuff. Yeah. And and I do like that, but it is an adjustment, and it's yeah. fun to watch you adjust. Well, because see, I had to do it. And Bob in the chat room says possum tastes horrible. So does no, it? I'm not going to well, try I don't know. it. Do people actually eat possum? I don't know, but I th- I know oh. somebody the other day told they me they do. had squirrel. They've eaten squirrel, so I know people do eat squirrel. Do people eat like raccoon? I don't know about that. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm going to try any squirrel though. You know what? The I weirdest think thing I've eaten is like buffalo. I've had buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raccoon's good. Then you've eaten. <laughs> oh, I, I was just going to say. You know, I, I think that I think that a lot of those animals, like possum and squirrel and raccoon, they have a lot of parasites. So it's not something you really want to mm-hmm. eat. Well, I don't you want the parasites die if you just cook them really well? I mean, I'm not going to go out and scrape up roadkill and bring it home and cook it for Jim or anything. No, definitely not. I mean, that's that's not on that's not on our menu. Oh, he says yes to the raccoon. Wow, Bob oh. knows everything. Mm-hmm. There's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. And um Frank feeds uh or D and uh Charlie eats some meat that Frank has in his fridge and he gets really mad about it. So he tells them that they ate human meat and then they think that they have a taste for human. And so they're <laughs> going all over the place trying to find human meat that they can eat. That's hysterical. That they, oh, I know. And so they're, they decide that they're going to eat a monkey instead because a monkey probably <laughs> tastes a lot like a human. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They didn't eat a monkey. Anyway, but it turned out they were eating raccoon, and the reason that they thought they had the hunger for human meat was because of all of the uh, parasites in the raccoon. (laughs) Uh. Oh, anyway, so sorry, a little sidetracked there. You know, I'm trying to get my meds straightened out so I won't be like this, (laughs) folks, really. That's quite right. Well, anyway, so stick around for uh, Chuck E. G., because as you know, he has a fantastic show coming up, right? Yes, he does. Watch for watch for my book, which will be coming out in the next uh, few weeks. It's called Pioneer Spirits, mm-hmm. investigating the Lewis County, the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum, and it'll be really cool. Um, so you know, yeah. and buy Rick's book because he wrote it. That's right. Awesome. Also, big thanks I- to the uh, generic. Uh, Shirt, black shirt group. Generic black shirt group. Yep. And, I just, uh, I love that. Paranormal after party. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on. You guys are a blast. Thanks. Please come back. That's right. Okay. So um, now it's time for me to do my spiel, right? Yep. We're yep. leaving, folks. Thanks for listening to Paranormal Underground. Next, We will be back next week, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Y'all have a good evening. Good night. Good night. night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.